get at me. Like the post in the street. Hold of a chest. Thank you. 
hear that? Like the post in the street. Hold of a chest, yeah. Welcome back to another live stream with your boy, the Radical Latino. You already know what's going on. I hope you guys are having a great, great, great day. Great, great, great week. I know it's a start. It's Monday. And everybody is pretty much, you know, getting the fields to come back into the week. Um... Let's go. I want to give a huge shout out to everybody up in the room. I see a couple of people. The Radical Boricua, shout out to you. <laughs> the Radical. Ch- Yeah, yo, yeah, uh, so the radical voice. Oh, my mom is here too. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I, I, I got it. It's, it's in the, it's in the cupboard. I, I told you about this already. You know, like this is the fifth time I have to explain to you, mom. Jeez, huge shout out to all the radicals out there. You know what I'm saying? Smoothio, Tina, only JS. A huge shout out to Derek. Huge shout out to History Channel, Truth. And everyone involved. Now, this is going to be a closed panel for the most part. It's going to be a closed panel. I'm not going to have guests come in or or people come into the chat until later on. You know, I, I think I might be planning on making this a podcast episode. I don't know. Bear with me. But pretty much uh, this stream is basically just going to be a free for all. We're just going to be talking about certain things that has that has been going on in the news, certain things that have been transpiring in the the world of media and, you know, uh, news cycles all across the world. You know, we're going to be definitely talking about that that racist dude who got um, basically arrested for going into a racist rant with some black folks in his neighborhood we're definitely going to talk about the haiti uh president haiti uh, situation 
and we're definitely 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 gonna hit on the whole cuba thing and we're also going to hit on something else later on into the chat but i definitely this is going to be a closed panel i only sent the link out to certain groups of people so after we're done with all the topics we are going to discuss you know these uh topics that we are going to be basically discussing about and i want to hear you guys input later on now with that being said um i want to introduce the first person into the into the the stream i want to give a shout out to uh denise what's going on denise what's up brad yo what up what up what up what up what up um Nothing you just you, ju you just yeah. missed my brother uh you know the radical boricua oh yeah yeah i've heard about him you know making yeah, all a, this accusations yeah 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 he's a he's a huge fan of your channel by the way yeah, I heard. <laughs> he listens to me every day. Yeah, yeah. he knows every detail. I know. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. I, that man. <laughs> yeah, you know, we we come from a long line of uh, you know uh, investigators. You know what I mean? So it's not it's not far fetched to to know why he he knows pretty much everything about you. You know? No, let me stop. But um, <laughs> uh, I want everybody right before we we get into some of the topics. I want everybody to hit that like button, hit that like button, hit that like button. If you brush your teeth today, hit that like button. If you love your baby moms, hit that like button. If you got, if you're pissed off today because for whatever reason, hit that like button. If you woke up today late, hit that like button. If you drank coffee today, hit that like button. If you're enjoying the stream and enjoy my stuff, hit that like button. If you're a hater and you disagree with everything I say, hit that like button. You know, and so. also, I read that the radical Boricua was saying that you you threatened him to tell your mom about his new girl if people don't like this video. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I uh, I be uh, I be threatening my siblings uh, definitely with. Uh, they know with, they know they have to support the family. They, they have to. They, they have to. Come on, like why? What what sense would it make if you don't support? You know what I mean? Yeah. It would yeah. it wouldn't make sense. It would not make sense whatsoever. So um. So uh, Denise, have you do do you know about the um, the situation that happened in in Jersey with the with the racist uh, white dude um, going off on that uh, on his black neighbors? No, actually, I haven't heard of it. You haven't heard of it? No. Really? I've this been unplugged. I've been unplugged. I can say I've been unplugged a little bit with what's happening locally here um but fill me into the information okay so there was a uh a jersey man who went on a racist rant to uh to his uh black neighbors and he basically did not he didn't care who was recording there was somebody recording he went in and basically uh gave his his whole full name, his address, and everything on camera. So you know what people will do, right? People what? said, oh, okay. So since he gave his name out, people said, okay, uh, what, what's good? You know what I'm saying? So they actually they actually went there and, and, and met up with him. 
and there was like a good maybe 60 or 70 people up in the front of his house to the point where police had to uh, arrest him. Hmm. And oh, I think I got truth teacher. Yo, truth. Yo, what up? Yo, what's, what's going up, on? Truth? Um, hey, how you doing? So, uh, so that that's what that's what um, that's what happened. So, uh, I want to give you guys a. Uh, I want to give you guys a. Let me. I want to let you guys hear a clip. Hold on. Let me see. I want you to get guys see the clip. Uh, All right. I want you guys to see the clip right quick. If you're a homeowner in New York and you're I'm not a homeowner, shut up. You could be missing out on uh, right. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry guys, I'm running this out of a garage, so bear with me. Uh okay. Here it goes. Here it goes. To now to a disgusting display that led to charges being filed against one South Jersey man and brought a community together in protest. A large one, in fact. Yeah. It all started with the video showing the 45-year-old Mount Laurel resident screaming racist slurs and threatening his neighbors on Friday. And the now viral clip, he called for people to show up at his home, and that is exactly what has happened. Action News reporter George Solis live in that neighborhood with this developing story. Uh, George. First of all, before we go into this, I want to give a huge shout out to all the, the people that said we're going to pull up to this guy because we don't support racism. You know what I'm saying? So I want to give a huge shout out to them people. Um, and uh, here we go. Let us know what you're learning about this. Yeah, great. And Sarah, this has been a very active scene here all morning and afternoon. Protesters have been growing by the hour. Many of them prepared to stay for the long haul. Many of them compared with signs, many of them with chairs. Take a look behind me. You can see some of the activity here as they have staged outside of this man's home. This crowd has grown exponentially, especially as more people have watched this already viral video. Now, things have been peaceful, but there have been a few tense moments. Tensions and tempers flared Monday on Gramercy Way in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. The anger and outrage centered on this. Back up. Back up. Keep backing up. Keep backing up. Keep backing up. Don't touch me. An explosive interaction between neighbors caught on video back on July 2nd is now part of a police investigation. According to police, the man in the video in the green shirt is 45-year-old Edward Cagney Matthews. This over here, this over here, both have videotape of you putting your hands on me. Matthews now faces harassment and bias intimidation charges connected to the dispute that, according to neighbors, stem from months of issues with the development's HOA board, including this racial slur written on a board member's fence and years of allegations of harassment of others. Allegations Matthew appeared to address in the video as he uses slur after racial slur. And you want to know where I was when all this happened? I don't care. At work, Keith. I don't care where you were. At work. Just like I told the Mount Laurel police. The tirade continued no, even as an officer on, showed up. You know what? Hold on. No, no, no. I'm going to let you do your thing. Go talk to these Before the video ends, Matthew gave out his home address, seemingly encouraging protesters who arrived on cue. Matthews later came out to address the crowd, only to be ushered back inside his home. We're not just going to let him uh, harass people, especially black people. Um, within this community or any community. Jasmine Tuzinski and her mother, Aaliyah Robinson, showed up to protests and claimed they too were victimized by Matthews in years past. I tried, we have tried to get justice. And if we got justice, this wouldn't be happening now. 
Okay. So, so far, you guys got the gist of it. So, uh, what you guys think? I'm going to give my thoughts um, after you guys go in. What you guys think? Well, first of all, <clears throat> I want to say the mom's had a beautiful head of hair. She's definitely not cursed by God, you know? Oh, Bring you said, Whatever she's doing, you know, maybe she's, I think she's drinking her crystal ray, you know? That most definitely, most definitely. But you know what? Um, I think this is the way people got to do it. You got to show up at these people's houses, man. You know, you got to make them feel uncomfortable because, look, historically, back in the day when we moved into their neighborhoods and they didn't like it, what would they do? They show up at our house, right? So, hey, I think one good turn deserves another. I I second that. I second that definitely. It's like I said, we need to stop being too nice to people like this. You know, save it for your family and and just give them the same energy back, because it's the only way they're gonna understand. Some people, you know, I always say uh, the educational phase is over, and I mean that. You know, we're no longer. We don't have to explain. Uh, anymore the stuff that we go through it's time now to let other people that are this way experience it so that they can understand where we're coming from give them a taste of their own medicine too and you know i'm not trying to make nobody don't engage in violence come on but you know what i mean you know have the same give them the same energy that they give you because it's the only way they'll understand you know how to stay in the lane is the only way. Yep. Um, my my thoughts on this would be that <clears throat> first off, I'm gonna I'm gonna not, I'm not gonna second. I'm a third it, third what what you and uh, what Truth and Denise have said. Um, we we sh we are over. We are we're past the point of going into race relations one hundred and one. We're past the point to talk about our feelings and the history of what certain people went through and the historical, uh, you know, justifications of uh, white supremacy in this country. We're past that. It's it's over. If there there are people out here that know our history more than we do, so there's no explaining to anybody why racism is wrong or why certain things that certain people do is wrong. At this point, they're just going to waste your goddamn time. That's one. Two, this is the type of thing that we need to start doing. We should start pulling these people's coat, pulling up, and checking that same energy. Because if law enforcement isn't going to uh, you know, abide by the constitutional rights of certain citizens that street justice needs to be applied. And I am 100% for street justice. That's all I'm going to say about that. You now, know, uh, now the, the, the thing about it is that at, at, at a certain point, these racists have gotten super comfortable with Get putting out their racism, and I like that 
the reason why I say I like that is because this is constantly reminding us once again, constantly reminding us, reminding us, reminding us, reminding us of the position that we're in. We're too complacent and we're too okay and comfortable thinking that everything is all right. That just happens to a certain group of people. No, that happens to black and Latin people. This is something that we have to be 100% clear about because once we're not, they're very quick, extremely quick to remind us of what position we're in and what they see us as. Mind you, this dude right here was blatant about his racism. How many of these people live around that neighborhood who secretly say, you know what, I'm for what he's talking about. You know what? I'm actually commending him. Best believe this dude is going to have a GoFundMe and he's going to raise like a million dollars from white supremacists. Best believe that. He is nowhere near, nowhere near hurt by this whole thing. What he's going to do is probably move somewhere else and people are not going to bother him. You feel me? But that type of mentality, that type of action is still going to be prevalent in this country. Mind you, this is New Jersey. It's the North, because a lot of people like to say, well, the South is usually right now. Racism is all over. This is New Jersey. So this shows right here where white supremacy is prevalent. You feel what I'm saying? Um, any last thoughts on the on this uh, on this thing, on this uh, first story? Well, I, I just like to say, um, <clears throat> I just like to say one thing um just bear me me for a second um black people puerto rican dominican this is how you do it this is how you do it you fucking fucks these people are not your friends that's that's all i want to say oh my god <laughs> so stupid oh my god. <laughs> uh denise uh anything you want to say about yeah, uh, and I just want to reiterate it. You know, we know that after the four years with the Shito, uh, we had these people believing now that, you know, it's okay to hate on other people in the open. So, you know, it's time for us to actually have some sort of reaction to it, but in a strategic way. That's why I keep saying, uh, leave races behind. Don't try to educate them. You know, don't try to make peace with them. Give them a taste of their own medicine. And like you said, radicals, keep the same energy with them. You know, it, it's tiring. It's a it's a fool's errand to try to reason with them. Like, um, you know, on a serious note, though, listen, we got to keep the pressure up on these people because they got to understand that they don't live in this country by themselves. They don't live in this world by themselves, all right? This country was crafted on an illusion of white supremacy, making people think like they're an island all to themselves. You know, COVID-19 has taught us a very valuable lesson that we still haven't learned, and that is that we're all interdependent, you know? So these people wanting to run around, you know, and live in this white wonderland, well, guess what? You need to wake the fuck up because it doesn't exist, all right? 
you're in this country. You're not the only ones in this country. You never were. There are other people in this country who are, have different religious backgrounds, different skin colors, different cultures. This is the world that we live in, and you need to fucking get with the program and get over yourself. So, time to wake up and smell the fucking coffee. Just deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I want to say that there's a there's an update to the story. Oh, what happened? Uh, the New Jersey man who delivered racist rant on viral video faces multiple new charges. Oh. So um, mm. out, outside of the two charges he got, they slapped on more charges because they actually went into his home, believe it or not. Really? So, yeah, 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 yeah. So Edward Matthews, 45 of Mount Lori, who was arrested for bias intimidation on July 5th, is now facing charges of criminal mischief, stalking, several and several weapons and drug charges. Wow. So uh this individual right here who was calling black folks monkey this and I I I do the, you know, he was a little uh he was a little drug addict himself. You feel me? He was a little, uh, he was out here, you know, probably smoking that meth. I mean, he was probably, uh, he had probably an assortment of, of guns and all that other stuff. And he was, you know, he, he best believe he was probably going to George Zimmerman somebody. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. This was probably what was going to happen. He was probably going to George Zimmerman somebody. And this is what these little fucks like to do. They like to intimidate, 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 stalk, intimidate, stalk, stalk, intimidate. And then when they George Zimmerman somebody, oh, I was attacked. They become the victim uh, real quick. You know what I'm saying? So what do you guys think about uh, the, this this update? Um, Black people, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, this is how you do it. <laughs> These people are not your friends. You're going to let them come into your neighborhood and take your women? <laughs> stupid, stupid. <laughs> Stop fucking oh, yeah. these fucking racist people. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't know where that came from. Oh, ooh, ooh, my head is spinning. Oh. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, so, 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 what you guys? No, for real. What you guys think? Well, you know, um. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Because, listen, when you're dealing with people like this, you're not dealing with stable minds. And nine times out of ten, they got something going on in their background, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, um, listen, I would much rather have people out there showing their complete ass than people, like, you know, doing shit under the table. Yeah. So I'm 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 glad that everybody's showing their ass these days because I like to know exactly what I'm dealing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Same me here. too. I love I love my racist in the open. Yeah. And that's why I talk about being genuine when we have these people with their covert racism, those are the dangerous ones. Because they oftentimes then often than not, they like to keep it on the wraps so that they can infiltrate little pockets of the population with this ambiguous behavior 
and not have the consequences of what they really stand for. Yeah. And this is why I said, if you are racist, I have nothing against you. Be racist, but be it in the open. Otherwise, you're just a pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 the thing. Yeah. Um, I I totally agree with that. Now, moving on to our next topic. By any chance, do you guys are you guys aware of this black militant group called the Rise of the Moors? Um, I heard something. Is this the, the people that were like riding down to Rhode Island or something, Michigan, and they? Michigan. They had like cans of gas and like weapons, and they got pulled over by the cops. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> um, for for those who don't know, the 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 group, the Rise of the Moors, right? Um, I was gonna actually, I'm still gonna do a deep dive video on on my thoughts on just the more Moorish type of mentality, but I'll I'll do that some other time. So. Uh, to to basically um, you know break this whole thing down, uh, the group was uh, driving, I believe, was in Michigan, and they stopped by to uh, fill up one of the cars. So when they were filling up one of the cars with gasoline, the police was called because they were in army camouflage gear, and uh, there was a stand down. On uh, on the highway, which basically backed up a bunch of cars, whatever the case is. Because of that, they all got arrested because uh, they went through state lines with guns without having it permitted or having it registered or whatever the case is. So uh, that's that that was the the thing about it. Then people went a little bit more deep into the to the the militant group and stuff, and um, even during the standoff. One of them was, I think, I believe the leader, he was recording himself. And I'm going to let you guys know what he said, because in this news clip, they're not going to tell you what he said. But first of all, let, let's see the news clip, and then I'll interject with some additional information on top of it, okay? It was quite the spectacle inside a Massachusetts courtroom as the fringe militia group Rise of the Moors clashed with the judge. 11 people faced charges following that nine-hour standoff with police on the Massachusetts Turnpike over the 4th of July weekend. Their self-proclaimed leader, 29-year-old Jamal Latimer, live-streamed the tense encounter on YouTube. I'm willing to stay peaceful, but they're being hostile. So who exactly are the people? Okay, all right. So I'm going to pause it right here real quick. Um, during that live stream, the leader said a couple of things that I commend him for. One, he said he's not against the government. Shout out to him. Also, he said he's not part of the BIE, which is another thing, the Black Identity Extremist. Another thing which is commendable. Shout out to him. He's staying on code. Also, he also said that they're a peaceful militia who are just gun advocates, you know? So basically, he was, before the media comes in and tries to spin whatever they try to spin to, he he made that very clear 
on his on his stream while they were doing a standoff. I commend them for that. Shout out to them. I have nothing against with brothers like that actually pick uh, you know picking up arms and protecting themselves and actually becoming a militia because w- one in the constitution that says that's, that's totally legal. There's nothing wrong with that. And two, if white boys can do it, why can't black folks do it? You know what I'm saying? So before I continue with the clip, because then it gets into a little bit more, you guys are going to learn a little bit more about not just the rise of the Moors, but the Moorish type of mentality and, 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 and group think. So far, Denise and Truth, what do you guys think? Um, I'll let ladies go first. Um, Thank you. Well, I believe that, to be honest with you, I don't like uh, little guerrillas and whatnot, but to be honest with you, if a sector of the population has been demanding uh, equality and, and fairness for 200 years, if we don't count the 400 years of brutality, that they experience, you know, it's about time they do it, you know, and I'm sorry, but it, it's bound to happen. And I think this is just the tip of the iceberg, in my personal opinion. So don't come at me, you know, if you don't side with my opinion. But to be honest with you, this is just the beginning of more uprising from the African-American sector in this country and everybody that, you know, associates with them because we've seen too much and too much inaction from the unfair and the injustice system because I don't consider the justice system just uh, or fair. So, you know, when it's something that Pedro Bisu Campos said and a while ago, when tyranny is law, revolution is order. So that's what we're seeing when we see you know, black people getting brutalized, abused, discriminated against, uh, you know, giving this white folks like three years for murdering a black person and stuff like that. When when the the price of a black life in America is so cheap, what would you do? I would probably do the same thing. So I can't really condemn them for organizing in any way. And like I said, this is just the beginning. We're seeing, I don't care if they're going down the right path or the wrong one. Uh, in my opinion, there's no right and wrong in situations like this. Uh, and like I said, it's it's just the beginning of many other uh, organizations we're going to see, unfortunately. Good, good, good. Um, Truth, you got, you got anything to say? Shout out to the Radical Haitian. Uh, Justin Trouble, um, the pioneer. You're, you're uh, a little too early on 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 that. I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on that. I'm gonna touch on that. You, you 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 jumped in a little too early on that. But uh, truth, what do you think? Well, first of all, I don't even know why this was an issue to begin with. Um, okay, did they have? All right, remind me. Did they have, like, uh, permits to carry these weapons? No. Okay, so... They didn't have permits nor uh, the right paperwork um, in Massachusetts. Okay, Uh, so that's the only thing that I'm going to say is, like, look. Well, well, let 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 me make put in context. 
they found out about their paperwork, their missing paperwork, after they got arrested. So they did the standoff just because they saw a bunch of people with guns. Oh, well, in that case, um, I don't know why the fuck this is a thing, because last year we had a whole bunch of people show up in, uh, where was it? Somewhere in the Midwest, because they were protesting um, COVID restrictions and shit. They showed up there, you know, armed to the fucking teeth. I don't think that they arrested those people and checked their paperwork to see if they had permits to carry those guns, right? So if you're going to have that kind of energy, you should have that same kind of energy for everybody. And the fact that they don't, well, then, you know, if they weren't, uh, if they weren't committing any crime, why are you arresting them? You know, same thing like um, that kid that shot people. I forgot where it was. The young kid that went out there talking about he's going to protect these businesses. And he shot like two people and he's walking down the street with a freaking rifle. And ain't nobody stopped him, right? Nobody stopped him to find out if he had, you know, no, that's correct. That's, co that's correct. That's correct. Nobody stopped them. You know, so why are you stopping these people then? You know, if you're going to have that energy, have that energy for everybody. That should be like across the board. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Okay, so I'm going to just give you my thoughts on it real quick. Um. I... I totally see that they were stopped due to racial beliefs. Um, they saw a bunch of brothers out there armed up. They didn't know what was happening, so they started circling their wagons. And, you know, they don't do that to white folks. Listen, there was a whole goddamn Capitol riot. Nobody got arrested until they started going back home. <laughs> All right? So we gotta we gotta keep it real. These brothers got arrested right there in the goddamn highway. So this definitely was racial. Now, now we're gonna get into um now we're gonna get into their beliefs a, a little bit. Now, does anybody know was what the term sovereign citizen is? Truth teacher, you're a historian. I would assume that you would know. Um, not really. I think what they're trying to say is that no, 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 no. Don't go, don't go too much. Sovereign citizen. Do you know what that is? Um, not really. I heard something. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, Some... they didn't fucking teach me this in college. All right. Well, uh, well, they didn't teach me this at all. I, I, I learned it. Um, so sovereign citizen is the idea, basically. Uh, uh. I don't have to obey the rules and the laws of a land that I'm in that's not part of my land because I'm a sovereign citizen of another land that the land that I'm in has um, basically tithes and, and signed a document saying that all the, all the citizens of the land that I'm from are, are, are protected and sovereign. So I don't have to abide by your laws. So that's what sovereign citizen is. Now, uh, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's it's like a, a diplomat. Basically, it's like diplomatic immunity. That's that's basically what it is. So, anybody from the United Nations or whatever the case is, uh, they they don't have to abide by certain laws. For example, if anybody been to New York and you see those diplomatic plates, them people be turning right on red in the city, which is prohibited. You're not supposed to do that. Turning right on red, going above 25 miles an hour, park literally whenever, wherever they want, park next to a fire hydrant. They don't get towed because they got those diplomatic plates. They're a sovereign citizen of a certain, of a certain country. So th these are the laws that I'm telling you that they're they break. Now, the the Moors believe that because the United States signed a treaty with Morocco, I believe is Morocco. I believe that's that's the country Mor Mor Morocco. I believe. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the uh, the Empire of Moroccan. Um, I believe. Okay. Signed a treaty with them saying that all citizens are sovereign. So they believe they don't have to obey the laws of the United States. So that means they don't pay, they believe they, they don't pay taxes, nor do they have to register guns or whatever the case is, nor do they have to get IDs, nor do they believe that they could get arrested because they're sovereign citizens. Now, this is. I'm gonna give you my thoughts afterwards, but this is what their belief is of, of 17. I, I think um, of 17, 7, 17, So now this is the thing. I tried to look up this uh, treaty. I tried to look up this uh, this uh, this this uh, document that they signed, and I could not find it whatsoever. I found multiple articles saying that this is all bullshit. Like, there's literally no treaty that was ever signed. So, I don't know. But I'm going to play the rest of this thing. And I want you guys to t give me the your, your thoughts on that. People behind Rise of the Moors. And could they be responsible for a string of other incidents across the USA in which homeowners find themselves locked out of their own homes by squatters using fake documents? Shanetta Little recently bought her first home in Newark, New Jersey, and was getting ready to move in when she realized her key didn't work. In her mailbox, she found letters from an organization calling itself the Moorish Divine and National Movement of the World. What kind of letters? Uh, they were sending me letters basically saying that my home was their ancestral lands. Shanetta says cops intervened and confirmed it was her house. While Shanetta waited for a locksmith to change the locks, one of the squatters came back. I was sitting right here like this, and he just stepped right over me. He stuck his key in the lock, and before I could even get up, he had already locked the door. And this is after the police had already been here? Yep. The SWAT team surrounded the house after he refused to leave. We need to exit the front door. There's nothing in your hands. Put your hands up. A similar incident happened in Georgia. I am not a ward of Georgia. I am a Morris American national. And another in California. Long story short, you guys cannot be here, all right? And I respect where you're You from. cannot be here. You cannot be here. You cannot be here. Are you afraid at all that they'll come back? I worry about any sort of, like, 
retaliation. We need you to exit the front door. Hmm, interesting. So crazy shit. So again, this is what they they believe in that they don't have to follow certain rules. They don't. Um, they literally everything is is theirs and and blasey blasey blah. Now this is this is gonna be my honest 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 take on this, and I'm gonna keep it 100. Stop the goddamn fuckery. This is none of this bullshit is fucking real. There's a bunch of people that's literally in jail right now talking about their Morris this, Morris that, and all this other bullshit, and they're still in jail. Okay, cut the fucking bullshit. There's no such thing as Morris sovereign citizens. None of that should exist. And if it did, you have to have an army and a nation to protect such rights. Where the fuck is it at? Let's keep it real. Where is it at? Let's cut all the, you know, magical, you know, buffoonery bullshit. The, the star stripes and all this other shit. Listen, if you don't have an army to back you up, if you don't have a nation to back you up, you're just talking full of shit. Literally, I met so many people, dudes, that were locked up talking about that Moritz Morris nationals nationality bullshit, and they were still there 25 to life. So hmm. cut the bullshit. Okay. It sounds time. it sounds really cute. It sounds really good when people are talking shit when they don't know nothing about it. Because at the end of the day, if y'all could if these people could literally go at any house, why pick a normal house? Go to a goddamn mansion. Let's see how that shit works out. Yeah. Go ahead. No, not, not only that, uh, let's not forget, I think, I don't know, I think mental health has to be a factor in this type of stuff, you know, I'm all up for organizations and stuff, but like, breaking into people's homes and calling them your own, that seems to me kind of weird. That's weirdo behavior. Yeah. Okay. That's weirdo, oh. that's weirdo behavior. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the reasons why I'm so hard up about accurate history is because of bullshit like this. All right? <clears throat> I mean, let's face it. There's certain people in the African-American community who are acting out of, how do I put this? They're acting out of a misconception that they don't have any history, they don't have any background or whatever. And they have to create a history for themselves. If you go back and you check, a lot of these freaking movements started back in the nineteen in the nineteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds, when people didn't have access to information about their history. And so they were trying to create a history for themselves, right? To get away from the white supremacist narrative. Now, here's the thing. We're not living in 18 motherfucking buttfuck anymore. This is 2021, all right? We've got ample access to legitimate sources, records. We've got DNA, resources available to us. You can find out which freaking groups you come from back in Africa. 
there's no reason for us to, in this time, in this point in time, to be creating origin narratives, okay? Stop the bullshit. You know, like, this is some cultish nonsense, and, okay, I can understand why people did it initially, but it's time to let that shit go and live in the real fucking world. If you're an African-American, you are an African-American. This country belongs to you just like it belongs to everyone else because you were here from the goddamn beginning. All right? Now, all of this shit about we were the, the first Native Americans, we were the fucking Olmecs, and stop the bullshit. Just stop the fucking shit. You do not have to invent a history. You have real history. All this, oh, we don't have any culture. Stop the fucking bullshit. African Americans have real cultures. Okay? Don't fucking sit here and turn your back on your history and your culture and then start talking this bullshit about we don't have no fucking culture. You do have culture. But you've been brainwashed to think that it's country, it's backward. It's this, it's that, and you've let go of it. And a lot of African-Americans, unfortunately, when they left the South back in the early 20th century, they let go of that culture because the mindset was to assimilate into mainstream society. And in order to do that, they had to embrace white Anglo-Saxon culture. So just like every other immigrant group, they thought that they had to give up all those things that were not part of white Anglo-Saxon culture to show that, you see, we're just as good as you are. Nah, fuck that shit. They didn't give a fuck about how good you were, how good you weren't. That wasn't the point. So now here we are in 2021, and all of that assimilation bullshit did not fucking work because it was not the point. All right. Yeah, I I want to I want to I want to say first of all, uh, I, I believe the the pioneer uh, hit it pretty much on the head, uh, saying that they uh, they aren't crazy. Many of them are stupid enough. It's easily manipulated by those who know better. Um, and I believe that's what what it is when. Mm -hmm you get manipulated and you get tricked into actually believing something cold-heartedly, you're going to ride with that ideology until the wheels fall off. You feel me? So, again, I've seen people with this ideology, with this Moorish ideology, go through cop speed chases for a whole goddamn hour Telling them to back off because he's a Morris citizen, and they they're like, "What the fuck is that?" There's literally there was literally a dude, I believe he has a YouTube channel. Um, I saw this a while back. I don't know if I remember if I could bring it up. He used to be part of the Morris Science Temple and all that, and he left because he did one of these like little uh, little tax bullshit tricks or whatever the case is. A judge dead looked him in his face and said. None of that bullshit exists. There's literally no treaty. There's literally none of that in the law books. What are you talking about? And when he was reciting these laws with these numbers and these dates, everything came back as pseudoscience. 
none of it existed. So it was a harsh truth. It was a bitter pill to swallow. So he had to get out of that. And it's it's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. But the th the fact of the matter is, stop the bu goddamn bullshit. There's no treaty. There's no nothing. It's complete buffoonery. And I understand the United States, they renege on certain treaty treaties. They renege on certain things. I totally understand that. Totally, totally, totally understand that. But, but we got to keep it real. We have to keep it real. When it comes to certain, when it comes to certain things like this, don't make shit up. Don't make shit up. We literally got the internet in the tip of our fingers. You know what I'm saying? We literally got the internet on the tip of our fingers. All of this shit comes up as bullshit. Literally. And I'm like, I can't believe people are actually, you know, believing this shit. What do you think? <clears throat> Ladies first. I believe that it's like I always... I think I got uh, Rakim. Yo, what up, bro? What up? What up, Brad? What's up, everybody out there? What's up to my boy, Truth? What's hey, up what's to up? Denise? What's up? What's Yo, up? What's going on? I didn't know I, I gave you the, the link, bro. Nah, 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 nah. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, wait, wait, wait. No, no, don't, don't, don't brush past that. Wait, how do you hack my <laughs> computer, bro? Wait, what the fuck happened? I'll, I'll tell you in a little bit. All right. But, all right. Um, That's just scary. Uh oh. Black nah. is part of the FBI. Uh oh. <laughs> nah, nah. Hey, hey. The yeah. spook who sat by the door. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Isn't it that the voodoo, the voodoo council invoked him? Uh -oh. Yeah, yeah, man. I got family from New Orleans, you know, so okay. you know that voodoo in the background. Ah, that's what it was. You did, did a couple of dances. The street, the link came in. Uh oh. So what's up? What's up? What's up? No, nah, I just um, I've been listening to the stream, and I see that you guys have uh, what you was covering with that guy in New Jersey, and um, the guy that he was yelling at, that he was screaming at, was that guy of. Uh, was he from the continent of Africa? Or was he Caribbean, such as like Haitian or I be, I the believe, Caribbean islands? I believe uh, he was from Africa. He he was an immigrant. Okay, and that's one thing that I wanted to clarify because you, I, and Denise have had conversations about you know this subject before. This is for the people that come from the continent of Africa, and for some uh, people of African descent that come from the Caribbean and think that they're different from African Americans. Because you heard what that man said out of his mouth, right? This isn't Africa. Go back yeah. to Africa. Yeah. This is for the people that think that just because of whatever tribe you're in, and I don't care if you come from the Congo, if you come from uh, Nigeria, from Senegal, <laughs> these are for the people that think whatever continent you're in and you think that, you know, your tribe is, or your identity that shifts when you come here to the States. And this is what African-Americans have been saying, because a lot of you guys tend to come here and you think that you're of a higher class of African-Americans and you don't really understand the history and the culture here in this country. Well, this shows you a different story. See, a lot of people that have the, so much to say don't know what it's like to interact face to face with races. And this tells you everything that you need to know. So for you people decide to undermine African-Americans, I know the media plays a big part in that, but read some history, do your research, and know what actually is transpiring when you get here to the States and understand what it's actually like to be here and to be black. 
because when those guys got when all of those slaves got put on that boat and they went across the Atlantic Ocean and they made the stops in Hispaniola and Puerto Rico and Jamaica, it wasn't about if they was Igbo, Yoruba, uh, the Asante tribe. None of that mattered. None of that mattered anymore. And even that even worked at a disadvantage because they couldn't even be able to communicate to rebel against the people that was putting them in enslavement. So just know, know a little bit, you know, be a little bit more open-minded when you, when you arrive here. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Um, to, to Daniel, Carlos already had his chance. He had two chances. The day that I made the, that the stream about, you know, all immigrants, oh, you know, he had that chance and he had a chance yesterday. He passed around both of them. So to, to me, he ain't debating me. He's going to be debating a wall, bro. So anyway, um, I think Denise was going to go. Denise, you got anything to say about uh, about the, the Moors and all that? Oh, like I was saying, uh, sorry, I, <laughs> I'm going to mute myself, but definitely uh, it all comes back to what I always say, mental health. This is the importance of us bringing awareness to mental issues because there's a lot of things that get swept under, like swept under the rug when it comes to the stuff that our communities have been through, and this is the results we see. You know, eventually, when people cannot face reality, they'll make a fake one just to justify the status of where they're at. Instead of just realizing we live in different times, let's just make things more possible for us in different ways. There are avenues. Do you have to work very hard to actually take those avenues? Of course, absolutely. Uh, do I believe that racism and white supremacy are real? Yes, they are 100%. Now, do I believe we still have an opportunity to make something happen with all those things on our back? Yes. But you have to have the the mental durability the emotional durability to actually make this happen and when you don't and you leave that unchecked this is the result we see this type of stuff so we saw it with the first dude that was in the house yelling at the black person and then we see it now with this morons breaking in because they're not moors they're just morons breaking into people's houses and claiming that their own with this fuckery that, you know, they're sovereign or diplomats from Moroccan or whatever the hell they're from. It's, it's because of that. It's the mental health. So it's, it's basically what I have always said about it. And it's becoming more apparent, you know, where the resources for uh, mental health, seeking uh, emotional help are not, you know, being brought up is in our communities. It's up to yeah. us to make it happen. You know. Yeah. Um. Rakim, uh, you got anything to say about the the clip that that I that I showed? I don't know if you was were seeing the whole thing, but um. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see the whole thing. Rag, can you uh, break it down for me? Yeah. Basically, um, do you know about the incident with the the rise of the Moors militia that had a standoff in Massachusetts? No. No, I do not. No, I do not. Well, well, uh, there was a there's a there's a militia group called the Rise of the Moors, and they were um, just they stopped in the in the highway just to fill up their their cars with gas, and the police saw that they were dressed in military gear and had guns and all that, and 
the police got scared and had a whole standoff, a nine-hour standoff, just on that. Um, one of the leaders was on on on, uh, on live stream, basically saying, "I'm not a black identity extremist. I'm not against the government, oh, nor um, do do you know, nor do I want to have any any issues here." Blasey, blasey, blah. You know, basically, he was staying on code. Shout out to the, to them. Now, this is the the news. Um, well, the news clip that I showed showed um, incidences of of the the Moore's uh, ideology of just going into random people's homes and claiming that is theirs because of a certain lineage and also because they they're sovereign citizens, you know, uh, just uh, they don't believe that the laws apply to them or whatever the case is. Um, I could actually let me just replay the small clip real quick. Um, real quick, let me see if I could, yeah. Shanetta Little recently bought her first home in Newark, New Jersey, and was getting ready to move in when she realized her key didn't work. In her mailbox, she found letters from an organization calling itself the Moorish Divine and National Movement of the World. What kind of letters? Uh, they were sending me letters basically saying that my home was their ancestral lands. Shanetta says cops intervened yeah, and confirmed sure it was her house. While Shanetta waited for a locksmith to change the locks, one of the squatters came back. I was sitting right here like this and he just stepped right over me. He stuck his key in the lock and before I could even get up, he had already locked the door. And this is after the police had already been here. Yep. The SWAT team surrounded the house after he refused to leave. We need to exit the front door with nothing in your hands, with your hands up. A similar incident happened in Georgia. I am not a ward of Georgia. I am a Moorish American national. And another in California. Long story yeah. short, you guys cannot be here, all right? And I respect where you're You from. cannot be here. You cannot be here. You cannot be here. Are you afraid at all that they'll come back. I worry about any sort of like retaliation. We need to exit the front door. Uh, okay, so you got caught up with that. Uh, Rakim, you got anything <laughs> to say about it? Yeah, man, listen, I don't care what group of people it is. Let you come at my house talking about some, this is your ancestry background, okay? I got 17 shots and a 50-round drum, that's going to be your ancestral background I want you all <laughs> going to, all right? Because nobody, like, these, like, some of, and I've ran past some of those guys, like, in real life that are Moorish identified. They don't identify as black. And, like, what Denise said, mental illness is real, man. Mental illness is real because you have people that identify as sovereign citizens, and they find out real quick that they're living in a false reality. Because yeah. you are you identify as one thing, but those hot rounds gonna identify as another, and best believe you're gonna feel those. Yeah. And like unfortunately for the young lady, um, I, I can't remember the, the young the young lady, the black girl that, that was uh killed by the police. Um, I can't I can't remember her exact name. Um, but she was doing the same thing. She identified as a sovereign citizen and it caused the situation to escalate drastically and, and, and quick. You know, yeah. and then, you know, before you know it, it was a brazen shootout. Like, if that's one group of people, see, I'm not, I call people out on their BS, no matter what group you in. The Hebrew Israelites and some of these people out here, a lot of these people are just mentally ill. 
you yeah. got these people that feel like they are, and I'm trying to figure out how their mind works because I don't understand it because you can say that you are not a part of this society, but society is going to tell you something different. Yeah. Hell, ask, ask a lot of the people, don't we have discussions on people um, that come from various places and then, you know, they identify as one thing and when they come to the United States, they find out that they're in a completely different system that's going to identify them yeah. whether they chose to identify with whatever they identify or not yeah yeah you know so i don't understand the level the the mentality yeah all, all I, i've met like i said before before you came i've met dudes in jail talking that morris citizen bullshit, and they're still in jail you know yeah. what i mean yeah the, them judges and them lawyers is like yeah that's cool your morris ass is doing that 25 though but i'm right. a morris citizen yeah, how many how many letters and more? Uh five. Yeah, uh plus twenty. You're doing that twenty-five. So so that that all that other bullshit that all that other BS is all nonsense because the way I see it is if that's the case, why would you go to a regular neighborhood? Fuck it, go to a mansion. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Go 100%. to a go to the goddamn, you know, Hamptons. Right. Pick up a beachfront saying, yo, this is my ancestral land. Why you got to do it in regular people's homes? But obviously they're not that crazy because they know what's going to happen if they try to go Exactly. To so that, 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 that tells you that they know that that's full, they're, they're full of bullshit. Right. But but if you're supposed to be a more, how the fuck is anything over here your ancestral land? Exactly. I, I think dude, you would be claiming Northern Africa if I'm correct. I don't know, but they said that they're sovereign citizens. They don't need to obey the law and all this other bullshit. Last time I checked, you got to be a citizen of, Mor I think, was it Morocco or whatever? Um, if you're not, then you're just claiming something just to be yeah. I, I I agree with the Moors insofar as their rejection of identifying as black because a lot of their... A lot of their points resonate with the reason why I don't identify with, with black. Black is a color, right? First of all, second of all, none of us are literally black, all right? We have ancestral places of origin, right? Just like Caucasian is pointing to a geographic location. Mongoloid is pointing to a geographic location. Go ahead, go ahead, Truth. You fucking asshole. <laughs> you know, every other group is pointing to a place of geographic location, but for us, we get a color. Like, get the fuck out of here. We know that our ancestors came from all over Western Central Africa. And in some cases, we have a few ancestors who did come from North Africa too. So I claim Africa as my ancestral homeland, right? So if I'm going to identify with anything, I'm going to identify with something that points to a geographic location and cultures in history, not a fucking color that doesn't describe any of us, right? Because if we want to really get technical, we're all brown skin, okay? We're not black. Black is the fucking background that our avatars are on. Nobody is fucking that color, okay? However, now... <clears throat> Where I disagree with the Moors is this whole shit, you know, wanting to claim this mystical, magical place of origin in in a 
a part of Africa that most of our ancestors didn't come from. Most of our ancestors came from different kingdoms and empires in Western and Central Africa. We were not all Moors. We were not all Muslims. So we need to stop this and just be honest about who we are and learn to love this. Okay, learn to love who we are and where we came from because there's great value in it. Hey, uh, okay? hey, Truth. Hey, Truth. What? Uh, somebody said you're going to start changing people's locks now. <laughs> I'm not a more. <laughs> if Truth Teacher is printing those uh, certificates oh, okay. of ownership, we know we know what's up, uh, Truth Teacher. <laughs> Listen, okay. that's funny. Listen, don't fuck with my hustle. All right. <laughs> oh, we got we got we got the fiance in the room. Uh oh, hey baby, melanated night. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, bro? Nothing much. Just at work listening to y'all. That's what's up. Do you got any any thoughts on uh, the two stories that we uh, we spoke about? Uh, the first one, I would put my foot in his ass, but that's just me. Uh, <laughs> the second one, uh -huh. <laughs> the second one, um, this, I have an issue with like Hebrew Israelites and the Moorish group because it feels like not feel it it seems like every time like we as african americans want to be everything but who we are we want to reach for every other identity i'm this i'm that i'm this we can't just be african american negro whatever our name is whichever one we're gonna pick out of that few we can't just be one of those we always got to be something else and that's me being one irritates me because it starts to seem like we have an identity crisis and we don't we're not comfortable about who we are so at some point these people gonna have to finally sit down and start saying like yeah we are who we are we keep going back to we're moors we're kings we're this we're that guys guess what our people went in slavery we came here they were slaves they were known as slaves they were more than that but I'm just saying, as opposed to the American history, that's what they were all. But we survived. And our history is way more than slavery. But yeah. unfortunately, we don't want to see, you know, we don't want to see past that. We just still, oh, slavery, ugh. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a king. I'm a, okay, accept it. That's what happened. Our ancestors yeah. put us in bondage. We got sold off. We came here. And there's plenty of other descendants who got shipped off to different places. You have to be comfortable with who you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, uh, I agree with that. Um, I want to move to the next topic now. Um, Cuba, uh, for those who don't know what's happening in Cuba, I found a one-minute video clip that literally sums everything up in one minute. Hope, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I even found it to be that short and gives you a lot of information in one minute. Hopefully truth teacher could take a page out of that book. But anyway, uh, he, here's a, here's the, <laughs> the whole Cuba situation um, basically explained to you. So here it goes. 
So what is going on with Cuba right now? On Sunday, hundreds of Cubans took part in the largest uprising in nearly 30 years. Protesters gathered to call for the end of Cuba's dictatorship over a worsening COVID outbreak, lack of food, and a dire economic crisis brought on by the pandemic. Protesters flipped over cars and chanted freedom and down with Diaz Canal, referring to Cuba's president. One video posted to social media showing protesters shouting, Cuba isn't yours at the Communist Party's headquarters. In a response to these protests, Cuba allegedly shut down the country's internet deployed anti-riot forces and began arresting protesters. Florida Senator Marco Rubio, whose parents were Cuban immigrants, called for the Biden administration to call on members of the Cuban military to not fire on the Cuban people. Julie Chung, the White House Assistant Press Secretary, said that the U.S. stands with the Cuban people's right to peaceful assembly, but condemned any calls to combat. And the Cuban government is, of course, less than thrilled about Sunday's protests, accusing Washington of instigating the protests and making the situation in the country worse due to its tightening of the embargo. Okay, so you guys basically just, you know, pretty much it's it's summed it up. What do you guys think? Because I know Denise, um, if you guys are not following Denise's channel, please do so. Um, she she made a live stream on it, and I think she's more uh, basically educated on this than I am. So, Denise, uh, tell us a little bit more about what's happening in Cuba. Give your thoughts, and I want everybody else to go after you. Yeah, it, it's very sad what we're seeing uh, happening in Cuba. And for those who do not know, you know, it's been 62 years of the regime, you know, that they have been put under. And unfortunately, you know, it took them that long to actually organize. But basically what we're seeing is that um, we have people from all ages and we're talking from children to elderly not having access to any type of medical treatment or any type of medicine. Um, I have a couple of pictures that um, it's gonna take me a minute to upload, but I will show you guys the conditions of the hospitals of Kua. I was about to cover this on my show today, but I postponed it. Um, but definitely, you know, what we're seeing right now is that these people, uh, the health system collapsed. And let's not forget that uh, Cuba takes pride in their medical or healthcare system. Uh, proof of that is how they send hundreds of their doctors to Spain and Italy to actually serve. And to be honest with you, I um, one of my mom's best friends is a, is a Cuban doctor that studied in Cuba. And their studies in medicines are, are really good, which doesn't explain what's happening in the services that the people are actually getting. So you have on one hand a government that has the power and the influence to portray to be one thing, but because they have on the other hand the control over the people of Cuba, they can actually starve them, abuse them, enslave them, uh, let them die of this uh, deadly virus, and they will have no way of letting you know. So how would you know they're going through this nightmare if you're not in touch with Cuba? If you've never been to Cuba, let me tell you something. It's like going to the past. It's just that it's so decadent and, uh, you know, it's it's romanticized so much that people don't understand, you know, and, and we saw them last year going through, you know, when we were sending even soap uh, through many other American organizations or even Puerto Rican organizations because of what was happening during the pandemic and they were supposed to even wash their hands and couldn't do so, um, how it was even sent back. So... Like I said, this is a very sad situation, but at the same time, I must say, I've never seen people outside of their homes, especially in La Habana, because it's one of the most, out of all the, the, 
despair that lives in uh, the Cuban island. Uh, La Habana is still more urbanized. So we've never seen people, for example, in Malecon protesting like this before. So I think it's a positive thing that we're seeing that Cuba actually came together to actually protest and started rioting. And and I'm, I believe that they will see the country on fire before they continue one more day with what this president is doing to its people, you know, and they are fed up. You know, this is something that was, it, it, we saw it happening and I'm sorry that I'm being like, through teacher, long-winded it a little bit, but <laughs> we saw it um, uh, happening before us, how Cuba and Venezuela used to uh, cooperate with each other in kind of like the same um, uh, system, political system that kept them afloat for a few years, uh, but it was more successful in Venezuela during Chavez administration. Once Chavez passes away in 2013, we saw how Venezuela became destabilized really fast under Maduro's regime. And now it's not a surprise when Fidel actually uh, passed also. Now we're seeing the situation happening now under the new regime. So these things can either go very sour or they will be successful. I think in Venezuela, it has been a fiasco, but in Cuba, I have, I hope, you know, that it doesn't turn into a bloody situation or it doesn't turn into something that we might regret. I hope that the way things are going now and because we're seeing the backup of the American diaspora, something that Venezuela didn't have, uh, unite with other people and having people in political positions, uh, America actually intervenes through the UN and actually we see a different Cuba very soon. You know, that that's my hope. But unfortunately, you know, we still have odds against us right now because of the regime and because of the past history that Cuba has with the United States and many other places in the world. So that's my take on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you for telling us. Uh, before the rest of the panelists go, um, I want to hit up my cash app if you like this content, if you want to support. Blood, shout out to Blood Moon. She, uh, she donated yesterday, uh, and I didn't even get to see it until after the stream, my bad. So shout out to Blood Moon for the donation. Hit up the cash app, dollar sign, Radical Latino. Also, hit that like button, hit that like button, hit that like button. The haters and the white supremacists hate that. And also, if you want to share this video, please do so because this is very informative because we're bringing a lot of truth to power. So with that being said, uh, Truth Teacher, uh, give give us your thoughts on the current situation that you just uh, saw in, in Cuba. Well, <clears throat> to me, I think that the United States has to be held culpable for what's going on in Cuba because, let's face it, they're in dire situation now because of the blockade and the pressure that the United States government has been putting on them. I don't understand why the fuck we got such a big problem with Cuba while we're doing open business with communist China. We're doing business with communist Vietnam. We're doing business with all of these communist 
regimes around the world, but we got a problem with Cuba? Why? I don't get it. So if we can be doing business with the biggest, most powerful communist country on earth, which is China, what is the problem with Cuba? Can somebody explain that to me? Like what threat is Cuba to the United States? The Cold War is over. That was back in the 60s. Get the fuck over it now. This is 2020 motherfucking one. Get the fuck over it. Let Cuba do business with other nations. Let's open up Cuba to be able to do business with companies here in the United States so that they can have the access to the resources that they need in order to take care of their people. All right? They're in the situation that they're in now, not because they're stupid or anything, but because of what the United States has done to them. And to me, I see a precedent. I don't think it's any coincidence that the two countries in the Caribbean that stood up to the United States the most are the two nations that are the most. That is Haiti and Cuba. Wait, so you're saying we didn't stood up to the U.S.? Not in the same, well, okay. Here's the thing. <clears throat> Puerto Rico was taken over. Puerto Rico was colonized. Um, Haiti was not colonized in the same way as Puerto Rico. So I, I don't mean to dismiss Puerto Rico, but what I'm saying is that these two countries stood up to the United States in a way that Puerto Rico never got a chance to. Because Puerto Rico had like what? One year of independence from Spain? I'm sorry, Truth, but I got to hit not, you with the... Not really. I got to hit you with, with that. First of all, I'm an honorary uh, a Puerto Rican. That, uh, that really offends me. My people, <laughs> my honorary people did not just bend over backwards. You know what I'm saying? And got, no, we fought back. You know what I'm saying? No, no, when but, I was but, when but, I was in Puerto Rico, when I was in Puerto Rico, <laughs> they they had spray paint spray paint messages saying "Go home, Gringo." So I don't know what you' talking about. You feel me? You Jamaican <laughs> and shit. Get the fuck out of here with that. No, let me stop. Yeah, no, but seriously, if you if you think about it, the thing is that um, we could never send the message that Haiti nor Cuba did. But that doesn't mean that per square mile we did not shed. Well, on our street, but let me, but let me, but let me finish. That doesn't mean that we don't defend this, and I think this is the problem with um, the information that the U.S. constantly puts out about Puerto Rico. We're talking about an island that did not have the numbers that Cuba and Haiti had. We're very small. Okay, you don't have the numbers. What else can you do but die? You know, that's, we're not going to get any type of freedom. If you think about it, when you study the, the history of Cuba, Fidel had not just, this is not just one attempt that he had. He failed 47 attempts to actually take over Cuba against the United States. The reason why he won is because Fidel had the support of Che Guevara, the support of Chavez, and also he had the numbers to actually form an army. 
Mm. We never had that chance. We had a U.S. Army that Filiberto Heda organized, but, but we didn't have the numbers. But mm. Wait, 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 wait. I got to give, I got to give Denise, I got to give Denise her flowers. Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, this, is exactly, this is exactly the point that I'm, that I'm making, okay? When Cuba got their, you know, when they had their revolution, what did they do? They nationalized everything, right? Mm -hmm. They took control over all of those companies that the United States had down there, right? Puerto Rico didn't have the opportunity to do that in the same way. Haiti was the first nation on the face of the earth that had a successful slave revolt that culminated truth. in an independent but truth. Nation. But truth, wait, wait, truth. Why oh, you always gotta bring up Haitians? <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. Finish your point. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Haiti, with Haiti being a successful slave revolt nation, there's no way the United States was gonna let them succeed because at that time their economy was based on slave labor. So they had to make an example out of Haiti, right? And they went into Haiti in what, in 1915 and took control of their gold reserves. That's a thing that a lot of people don't realize that happened, all right? So part of the reason why Haiti is impoverished is because of United States interference. Cuba, they took control over their resources, even though Cuba was not outright colonized the same way they did with Puerto Rico. It was like an under the table kind of thing where nominally they were independent, but the United States was in there pulling the strings. And Cuba said, no, nah, fuck you. This shit belongs to us and we're taking it back. All right? So the two countries, like I said, that are the most impoverished in the Caribbean are the ones that really stood up to them the most. Or now, in the I, got, I got a question. I got a question for you too, Truth and Denise. Actually, this is for the whole panel. Um, anybody could just join in to, to give me their opinion. Do you think the United States had anything to do with, with what's happening in Cuba right now? Because to me, the way I see it, the United States always wanted to be um, to get control of Cuba. And is really, 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 really fishy that this is happening to Cuba. And also, Haiti, their, their president just got assassinated. And the United States is already uh, marching up to have the FBI and the CIA go over there to investigate and set up shop over there. So it's... Uh, it's what I'm saying. It, it I'll let Truth answer, and then okay. after I'll, okay, okay. I'll yeah, yeah, my yeah. So my question <laughs> remains: Do you think the United States has anything to do with both both things that's happening right now? Well, this is exactly what I was saying. What's happening in Cuba now is a direct result of the United States interference. They have set the groundwork for what's happening in Cuba with the health crisis. To be, to be transpiring. The fact that they still have Cuba under such a draconian embargo means that Cuba does not have access 
to the goods and services and the medical supplies that they need in order to take care of their citizens. That's a direct result of United States interference. Now, with the situation in Haiti, once again, the poverty that we see happening in Haiti is the re direct result of the United States. And going back historically, all of the nation states of the colonial European countries, all right? But the last one to hold sway was the United States. So all the stability that we see happening down in Haiti, the United States has a direct hand in that. Okay, now I just want you to think about something. After World War II, the United States had bombed the shit out of Japan. They had bombed the shit out of Germany. They took control over Japan, Germany. Also, they went into South Korea in the 50s. They took control of those three nations. Today, Germany, Japan, and South Korea are all first world nations. In 1915, the United States went into Haiti and the Dominican Republic. How come those two countries are still third world countries today? How come they didn't get built up the same way they built up Japan and Korea and Germany? And then they went into the Dominican Republic and Haiti in the 1960s too. So why are those countries still third world nations? Why are they still struggling? They built up those countries in Asia. They built up. Okay, I'm back. Germany. Why didn't why didn't the why didn't Haiti and the Dominican Republic get the same treatment that those other countries did? Yeah. But that but that it it's it's in the same line. It's like I said. And Puerto Rico too. Let's but, go but look at but look, look at but look at the way I'm seeing it. And I'm saying this, I'm not coming for you, uh, through teacher. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I just want to put that out there. Uh, but this is something that as a Caribbean I can say, especially being uh one of the people that experience that colonial dream that many people talk about but are not willing to live in. Um I'm gonna say that oftentimes I get it. You know, the United States did all the stuff that they did and they are still doing it. Okay. Including with my people. Now, something I have seen, and I'm going to speak for Puerto Ricans now. Uh, I mean, like I said, don't come for me. This is just my opinion. But I feel that, you know, the problem that we have is that we know already who the U.S. is, but we are doing anything. We're not doing anything to actually respond. And that's why our countries are in the state they are. Look at, for example, in Puerto Rico, we know the U.S. is abusive. We know what has happened. The most recent uh, openly statement to threaten our fight, our plight against the United States was Cerro Maravilla, okay? If you're not familiar with that, I'm sorry, it's too long. I, I don't want to, you know, keep it going. But to be honest with you, you know... <laughs> It's time for us to understand that the only way to win this fight, and I've said it many times before, is by us as individuals becoming more savvy in the way America does business. It's the 
only way we're going to be able to bring to our countries the, you know, we can say urbanization and also a more, uh, a better commerce and start producing our own stuff. It's time for us to become sovereign in that aspect financially. Uh oh, Denise is going to start, Denise is going to start changing locks on people's doors. No, uh -oh. no, no, but I'm saying, but, but look at this, for example, uh -huh. I understand what Haitians are going through. You know, my great grandma for, you guys know, she was a Haitian lady that had to leave and go to Puerto Rico. Now, one thing I will say is that I understand the situation that's happening in Haiti. I know it's not easy, but it's up to Haitians to actually come under some sort of order because it's been too long that they have been in this rogue position. I get it. Power is something that you want to have and stability and whatnot, but you have to follow at least one side or at least if it's two sides, it's two sides of Haiti building Haiti, you know, and, and coming back and creating their own stuff. You know, there's a lot of things that we have overlooked and we're like, oh, let's just obtain this from this country. What about we start producing the solutions for the life that we want to live ourselves in home? That way nobody can take it from us or even sell it to us. And that is the problem in the Caribbean. We're so tiny that we don't know how to adapt and we want to do things like big nations are. And that's why I believe in the unification of the Caribbean so we can have a little bit of a chance. But it's up to us, uh, through T-shirt, to build our nations. It's up to us to actually create and manufacture our own thing and stop depending and sucking on the TD of commerce with other countries when we don't have, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we don't have necessarily even the buying power for those things. And that transpires to the rest of Latin America. Latin America, for its majority, is 78% chronically poor, and it's up to us. Nobody should be starving in places where nature is still raw and virgin. Nobody should be starving. Everybody should be planting their own food. You see how it doesn't correlate, you know? And that's why I get even upset when this Hispanotepes come after African-Americans about their plight for social justice. It's because how dare you speak on this group when in reality, our people doesn't even realize they're so caught up in begging the United States for salvation that they're so caught up in it that they don't understand that, hey, if I plant this seed of tomatoes here, I have tomatoes for my kids and stop starving. You're starving yourself because of the life you want to choose, because you're looking at the United States and you want the life and you feel that, hey, why I don't have it? That's entitlement. Work for your shit. And that is the problem that these countries have. It transpires to Latin America, it goes to Puerto Rico, it goes to Cuba, it goes to Haiti. It's up to its citizens. People have the governments that they deserve. And this, and this just in, a Puerto Rican wo woman get, gets arrested because she changed the locks <laughs> of a mansion claiming to be a Puerto Rican sovereign citizen. <laughs> With more, with more, with more information, we're going to go to Truth Teacher, who is our our <laughs> urban correspondent. Truth Teacher, how you doing? <laughs> no, let me stop. But I, I see, I see what you're saying. I, I totally, I totally understand. Um, but but, but the problem is that when our countries try historically, when we've tried to do that, here comes Uncle Sam with the big stick. You know, like. 1976, I had to leave Jamaica. Why? Because the United States destabilized the country and threw us into a civil war. 
But that's the thing. Yeah. But that's the thing through teacher. That's but, why it's important to understand history and start spreading out that word simply because how can a country that I know is abusive to me and my people and have been abusive can destabilize a movement that lives inside me? That's why well, I know, always... That, that, you have but a, that's the problem. Point. You have a very valid point because the issue with Jamaica was the fact and still is that the elite classes are only looking out for their interests, okay? And they're the ones that really undermined the country that made it possible for the United States to come in and infiltrate. And the same thing is happening in Puerto Rico, in the Dominican Republic, in Haiti, in all of these countries. There are people who are collaborating and undermining the interests of the majority of the people because <clears throat> at the end of the day, their pockets are full. And as long as their pockets are full, they don't give a fuck about anybody else. And that's the problem that all of us are facing. So you do have a valid point when you say the governments that we have are, you know, what we deserve because the people who really are pulling the strings are the ones who want things to be that way. The average people in the street, they don't want it, but the people who are in the upper classes, the elite classes, things are the way they are because those people want it to be that way. That's, a, that's just the painful truth. Are you there? Yeah, we're here. We're here. Um, I, Denise, you got anything to respond to a truth teacher about it? Oh, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I'm here. I'm here. No, it's, it's, I agree with what he just said, but like I said, it, it all comes down to the same point. You know, it's up to us. When I hear people, and don't get me wrong, at some point I used to be like that, you know, and think like that but every time i hear people say like i deserve this i deserve that you know why are we going through this why are we going through that um now it, it makes me cringe because i see the opportunities that we have and like i said in a country where you have 73 percent of the land being untouched and still virgin filled with nutrients there's no way or justification that will hold responsible the United States of America for the starvation of 78% of its population. And that's what we're seeing in Latin America. There's no way you can be chronically poor when in your countries you can provide services for people and start charging them money, you know? And that's something that unfortunately we're not educated on. And I understand that, but it's time for us to stop, the us that we're educated to stop, you know, echoing that same mindset because we have to come back and teach our people, yo, this is how America functions and that's why they're successful. You want to be that successful, you will have to work this hard. Okay. And it's just, it's, it, that's the reality. Unfortunately, like I said many times before, we lost the war, yo, you know, we can't be, it, we can decide to live in the fake reality, but how far it has gotten us to just cry about what has happened. 
it's time for us to use our, you know, passionate nature to actually build our countries. There's no other way. Nobody else is coming to save you. It's stop, it's time to stop coming here. As a matter of fact, it's time to also start coming back and teaching our people how to save themselves. They're not coming to save you. Look at how they're treating their own citizens, the African-Americans. Come on. What makes you think they're going to treat us better? If we claim that we're white, maybe they will. <laughs> I just want to I just wanted to clarify something on that. Yeah, I think ahead. with a lot of these guys are, um with a lot of the guys based off of what Denise was just saying, a lot of these guys are hoping I don't know what a lot of the Hispano Teps are hoping for because it seems like they know that they, it, it seems like they're waiting for like white approval because we know that 97% of the wealth in this country is owned by white people. And it seems like a lot of them want white approval so they can be in positions of power where they can do the exact same thing that whites have historically did. So I don't know. It, it just seems that way to me. I could be wrong. Mm. It's because mm. they're lazy, Rakim. And I've said this many times before, and I have tried to say it in a, in a nice way, but it doesn't work. They are lazy. Because if they weren't, they would do this in their own country. What do you think um, I've been talking about in Latin explaining? We are the diaspora of these nations. And you can come to me and tell me, oh, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican, or I'm Dominican, or I'm Nicaraguan, or I'm Mexican. If you do not spread the word in your native country, on how to actually build a country to be able to be competent with the rest of the world, you can't claim to be from those people because you're not pro them or the preservation of their future. If we go back to history, we understand that that's exactly how natives lived and what happened to them. Out of the 75 million of them that were in spread in the Americas, only 3 million survived, 72 million uh, of them were killed. And we're talking about full civilizations with a lot of technology that was not competent with the rest of the world. And that's the same, the same position we're in today. Why? Because we have allowed it. Because we have now different opportunities to spread the word and actually build something very nice for the rest of the nations, yet we're still here like the slow types trying to be lazy in different ways. We have the people that have made it here and they're like, well, I just work in my nine to five. I'm living the American dream, you know? Yeah, Puerto Rican, you know? What's, and because what, they made it, but, it's okay. But Denise, Denise, what's wrong with that? Let them, let them claim white and be immigrants. Who cares though? But that's the thing. They're claiming white. They're claiming white. And uh -huh. make no mistake, these Hispano types are claiming white simply because they want, they'd rather be uh a lion's tail rather than be a rat's head Ooh. in their own country. Okay. So, so because of that, that's what they're telling you. And they're telling African-Americans to shut the fuck up because they're like, I'm okay being the tail of this big lion. You know, you don't know what it feels to be the head of a rat, you know? So it's like I said, this is just pure laziness. Yeah, They're just lazy. That's what they claim the whiteness because they'd rather get this lame ass position where they're used and yeah. prostituted. Yeah. 
Oh, you know? oh, they, they're prostitutes. Oh, you, she, she just called y'all prostitutes. Oh, shit. It, yeah, How much y'all charge? How much y'all charge? Y'all <laughs> clock watchers? Y'all <laughs> clock watchers and shit? Y'all get paid and watch the clock? <laughs> All uh, right, time's <laughs> over. <laughs> anyway, no, yeah. but, but I, I, uh, I, I agree with, with Denise. Um, some people might say that what she's saying is a little harsh, but I think, you know, the truth hurts sometimes. But I want to move on to the next topic and the final topic which is the Haiti president that got assassinated. There's, there's been a lot of um, speculations and a lot of conspiracy theories out there, but I want to I wanna focus on this news clip. Oh, my God, wait. Did I not just... Oh, Jesus Christ. I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't have it ready. My bad, guys. Uh, let's focus on this news clip real quick. Start summer uh, with your free cottage. I don't want to start summer nowhere. All right. In a world lead, a nationwide manhunt is underway for the foreign hits. Wait, hold on. Did y'all check her name? Check this out. Lead a nationwide. Shout out to Pamela Brown. Yeah. Okay. Wide <laughs> manhunt is for the foreign hit squad behind the assassination of Haiti's president. Authorities say more than two dozen people were involved in the murder, including Haitian Americans and Colombian ex-military. Now, as Haitians take to the streets, the White House is sending FBI Okay, wait a minute. Let's let's check this out, what she just said. Were involved wait. in the murder. And a dozen people were involved in the murder, including Haitian Americans. Haitian Americans. All right, so let's, let's keep that in mind. And Colombian ex-military. Now, as Haitians take to the streets, the White House is sending FBI and Homeland Security officials to Haiti to assist in the investigation. CNN's Matt Rivers reports from Port-au-Prince. Haitian police wasting no time as the countrywide manhunt for the final suspects in the assassination of President Jovenel Moïse intensifies. Less than 48 hours after his murder, authorities released details about the suspect, some of whom they claim are in this video. Police say there are a total of 28 people involved in the attack. Three have been killed. 17 are in custody, and now they're looking for the final eight. Authorities also say 26 of them are Colombians and two are Haitian Americans. This audio recording that CNN has not been able to independently verify allegedly captures the moment when the assassins gained access to the private presidential residence the night of the attack. Officials say the men posed as U.S. drug enforcement agents to get in. As police clean up the scene of a shootout they had with some of the assassins, all that remains, burned out cars, bullet holes, and bloodstains. So this is all that's left of one of the cars that officials say suspects in this assassination were using when they engaged in a shootout with police. This car as well was involved, and you can see a bullet hole here. Not gonna lie, the way Haitians be rolling, son, give it a week. You'll see that same car in the streets, son. You see that say all they got to do is paint it good, get a new engine on that shit, and it's over. It's brand new. That was left over as a result of that shootout. <laughs> the aftermath of that night shaking the country's already fragile political state. Confusion abounds over who is actually in charge. In the hours after Moise's murder, Haiti's interim prime minister, Claude Joseph, assumed power and took command of the police and military, declaring a, quote, state of siege temporarily putting the country under martial law. Experts say it's not clear if he can do that. But Moïse appointed a new prime minister just days before he died, Ariel Henry, who was supposed to be sworn in this week. 
Henri says he should be the one leading the morning nation right now, though it looks unlikely Joseph will step aside. Uh, the Constitution is clear. I have to uh, organize elections and actually pass the power to uh, someone else who is elected. And as each hour goes by, it seems like we're getting new information because this is such an evolving situation. For example, we've now learned that some 13 members, or at least former members of Colombia's military, uh, actually are thought to have been taking part in all this, according to the Colombian government. Many have been traveling here to Haiti recently, some through Panama, almost all through the Dominican Republic, going from Santo Domingo to here in Port-au-Prince. And that's just some of the information we're getting. There still remains so many more questions, like what was the motivation behind this killing in the first? Okay, so um, I just I put the link into the chat. So whoever wants to come in now, you guys could do so. Uh, let's be respectful here, guys. Let's not troll. Um, my my take on this is. Um, it smells like American um, interference. From I hate from, to say from, it, I hate to say it, but once again, uh, to all the slow taps that tell told Sundown that he was wrong, he was right. Yeah, it it smells like American interference from day one. I've said it when I saw the the news article when it came to light. It, it smells like American interference. Uh, America definitely had a lot to do with it. America definitely had some ties into what happened in that country. Let's be honest. I understand me researching a little bit on it. Uh, the the president wasn't wasn't that great of a president. Uh, apparently, he 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 was uh, doing some you know some some fucked up things. Okay, I get it. But let's be honest, he wasn't playing ball with somebody. You know what I mean? He wasn't playing ball with somebody. So he 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 must have gotten taken out because of that uh, that same reason. What what do you guys think? Before um before I get the people that's in the back right now, I want to get your your opinions and then I will get the people that's in the back. What y'all think? The Caribbean is on fire, people. Okay, that that's something I'm going to say, you know, we're seeing three major islands going through a lot of, you know, back and forth with the US right now. And I agree with you, Radical. I think the US did have something to do with it. There's no way in hell we're gonna get who can pay. Just think think about it for a second. Who in Haiti has the money and the resources to actually fund uh Colombian mercenaries that are murders for hire. Let's just come on now. You yeah. know, yeah. Colombian mercenaries are expensive. They're not cheap hoes. So, yeah. you know, who has those funds in Haiti? Yeah. Nobody does. Yeah. So that that that's all I got to say. You know, if you can put two and two together, then uh, you're too slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Truth, you got anything to say about that? Uh, you know something? I'm reserving judgment until more information comes out. Gotcha. But okay. I would say I would look as to who could be possibly behind it. I would look at the business classes in Haiti because they definitely have the money <laughs> to hire people. 
Yeah. You know? Um, you have the intention to do that. Uh, if, they're, if, they're, if they're comfortable with the, with the actual precedent, if they're rich, like Ampesino is saying, why would you want to change your situation by destabilizing your country and killing the person that's keeping the system that's making you rich? I don't know. What person with money in Haiti will want will want a different Haiti than the one that's making them profit? That don't make sense. Yeah, maybe they want to put their own person in there, or like like Radical said, you know, he wasn't playing ball with somebody, and they figured, okay, so you don't want to play game, you know, you don't want to play ball with us. We're gonna put somebody who does want to play ball with us yeah. in that position. So yeah, like I said before, I don't know. So. I'm really holding off until more information comes out. Gotcha. Um, I got a couple of people in the back before I bring them in. Uh, Melanated Knight and Rakim, what y'all think? Uh, you know, I don't, you know, I'm still looking it up myself. But, you know, it's it's typical U.S., uh, you know, fuckery. And then the fact that they use Haitian Americans was to probably cover up the tracks or anything else. Oh, see, they just wanted some freedom or they just wanted to do something. Yeah. So, you know, I don't uh, know a lot, so uh -huh. I'm going to just pass it to Rakim and I'm going to okay. just listen for right now. So, so Rakim, what what do you what are your thoughts on this? Well, uh, my particular thoughts is I'm like Melanie Knight said, I still got to do more research into looking into the politics of the country, but it sounds like an episode of 24, man. It sounds like, you know, yeah. it's definitely a conspiracy behind this. And I'm not a person that really believe in conspiracy theories. But wherever is money and resources to be gained, best believe the United States is going to have their hands in it. by yeah, yeah, Whether yeah. it be by first party or third party. And I yeah. believe what, what Denise was saying earlier is who else has that money to hire mercenaries from Colombia? Yeah. And then they hired, you know, they hired two Haitian Americans to be able to navigate through the area and you know but the truth is definitely going to come out because those guys are going to squeal whether it be by probably by torture or yeah, in interrogation talk so. about one of the one of the mercenaries I, I found one of the leaders this is exclusive right here uh that's one of the leaders right the there luna, uh, luna. Uh, <laughs> i mean uh, they're from the uh, luna army <laughs> yeah that's from the luna army you feel me you know what i mean that's one of the, that's exclusive so I'm a I'm a I'm bringing Jose Sundown and a classic black man into the chat. Um, what's going on, fellas? How's everybody doing? Good Yo, evening, radical. How's everybody tonight? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. What up, Sundown? What's going on? Yo, let me let me uh, man. Uh, so I kind of kind of debating on whether or not I wanna I wanna feel the seat. Fill the seat for you guys, but um, all right. So let me let me tell you something about how the U.S. works, right? Okay. So you got Army Special Forces, right? Yeah. So Army Special Forces, aka Green Beret. So in order to become a Green Beret, you have to go to language school, right? To language. Yeah. Most common language that they teach is Spanish, or Korean, or Arabic, or Russian. So when you learn Spanish, there's an ODA, or there's a group that you go to. Uh, I forget the 
group. It's another group anyway. So when you learn Spanish, they'll put you on an ODA, and that ODA deals specifically with Latin America, Central America. Really? Right? So you get put on this group, go out to Central and South America. What people don't understand about like special forces is they go into a, a country, right? So like let's say you have a country that has a lot of turmoil. A lot of a uh, country that has poor government right? So what they'll do is they'll teach guerrillas how to do planning, execute missions, use weapons, how to navigate and overthrow whatever that host nation government is. Yeah. So teach these guys, you know, learn all these tactics. Then when they learned enough, they'll back out. And now those guerrillas have all of this knowledge and then they use it to go do whatever they need to do. Mm. They've done it in Afghanistan, they do it in Iraq, they do it all over. Are, are, you, are you saying that they are destabilizing not, these countries? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. Okay. I'm just giving you I'm just giving you a brief history lesson on how some of these things are. Okay, got it, got it, got it. So, so you take a country like Venezuela, you take a country like Haiti, and you take a country like Colombia, and you train people on certain tactics, you back out, they do what they do. Never knew they were there. Mm. So I'm mm. just saying, I'm just saying that from a personal experience working with certain people, take a good example of U.S. government uh, interference. Well, I think personally, yeah, I saw that, and then I saw that there was it was Colombians involved, and then you had Haitian Americans. Yeah, they kind of, they kind of. First thing that popped up into my mind. Yeah. So yes. you'll be crazy to think that you'll be crazy to think that America didn't have anything to do with what's going on. There's no way. So yeah, that's just all I'm gonna say about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I I agree with you. Same here. Um, some of the things I didn't even know that that were even a part of that. Uh, thank you for informing us. Um, Jose, what's going on, bro? Well, you know, first of all, thank you for allowing me to be part of this stream. Um, to be perfectly honest, I am not that well versed regarding the situation with Haiti. So I'm going to have to do you know, some study and some research on it because I like, if I'm going to speak on something, I like to have some knowledge. I don't want to sound like some ignorant slow tap. If yeah. You understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. Okay. Now, as far as the situation in in Cuba, uh, it just breaks my heart when you think about that there are thousands of people dying um, for lack of resources. And what makes it even more tragic, there are organizations um, and there's countries more than willing 
to send supplies to Cuba, but the regime is not allowing those, those supplies to enter. Now, as far as us dealing with uh, China and Vietnam and not being dealing with Cuba, the fact of the matter is the United States cannot stand to have a communist country 90 miles near its border, okay? That's something that we gotta keep, we gotta keep it real. And if we're gonna do business with China and we're gonna do business with Vietnam, which was our enemy at one point, let's not forget that. We should be just as willing to deal with, with, with Cuba as well. Yeah. We don't have to agree with this with this system of government. Okay. We I mean this country deals with everybody and everything. But let's keep it real. And then maybe if we were to deal with Cuba more fairly, maybe on their own, they'll give a communism. But as long as we continue to have this embargo, as long as we continue to treat Cuba as the you know, as the big boogeyman, yeah, why should they change? I mean, that's true. I mean, if I'm if I'm rather if I was oppressing you, okay, what you gonna do? You're gonna fight back, aren't you? Yeah, yeah of course. Okay, so you know this whole embargo. Has not, I mean, it has not changed anything. Not only, not only are they affected by the embargo, but under Trump, uh, he named Cuba a um, a terrorist stronghold. So I don't know if you not guys. Not only that, uh, Radic, I don't know if you can share uh, the screen that I'm sharing so that people can see the hospitals. Uh, that basically this this is the facilities all across Cuba where people go to receive treatment. I have other pictures. Let me see if I can uh, show them on the same screen. Give me one um, second. Yeah. Um, well, 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 okay. go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but you know, but you know what's what's also is depressing and sad and moronic. How we have. You know, these people that talk so much about being proud to be Hispanic, so Hispanidad, okay? Yeah, you don't hear them talking about what they can do to help Cuba. And one thing we have to bear in mind, the pain of one should be the, our pain. The joy for one should be our joy. Yeah. So when we when we disregard the pain of one, we're disregarding myself. Yeah. Now, mind you, it, my upbringing, you know, it's coming from a religious background, yeah. but it's reality. Um, uh, real quick before you continue, uh, Denise, was that a colostomy bag from the last picture that you just showed? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, that's that's those are the those are the hospitals like it's like if i were to start treating people uh with doctors and nurses in the subway 
that's that's the quality of the hospitals right now. So of course that system is going to collapse. Come on, we saw one of the best healthcare system collapse, which was the Italian one. Nobody yeah. has better, and even the NHS in the UK collapsed for a little bit. So trust me, the the Cuban yeah. healthcare system is so fragile that it will collapse. Yeah. I want I want to address what uh, Jose said, and then I want a uh, classic black man to go in. Um, with with what Jose said about the Hispano types, you know, you don't understand. The thing is that their whole unity revolves around anti-blackness and just hating black people. Um, the more they find they find situations to hate on black people, the more material they have. So they they have nothing to bring to the table but just hate. So that's what they're really unifying because when you really peel back the layers, they're not really talking about anything. They're not doing anything, nor are they actually um, going to contribute to anything at all. So I'm going to just give you that answer. Um, classic okay. Black Man. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, classic Black Man, I want you to go because you've been patient. Give us your thoughts on this whole thing. And I think I got a white supremacist in the back. Um, I'm going to let her in after Classic Black Man finish saying what he's saying. Um, classic Black Man, what's going on, bro? You're muted, by the way. I think you're muted, bro. Uh, Mr. Research, you're muted. Oh, I didn't know you wanted me to speak. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Okay. Reason, what's going on, bro? Life is great, man. Great. Life is great. I've been doing a lot of research on these topics, man, and yeah. boy, it's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, quickly go back to uh, what was life like in Cuba before Castro? Mm -hmm. Well, the mob controlled Havana, and the mob told these dark-skinned Cubans you're nothing. You yeah. can't come around us. Blanca, Blanca forever. Many of your Miami Cubans are descendants of people trying to protect that type of thing. Not all of them, not all of them, but many of them came from that Blanca comes first mentality. Remember, Castro was Blanca his darn self. He used his family money to start those revolutions. He used his family money. That's research. But most people don't know that stuff because they don't even want to read about what happened before. That's why I was yeah. saying to a Cuban person earlier, I said, even if you as a dark-skinned Cuban help people get rid of uh, uh, Castro, well, my question is, are, are the U.S. finally going to open the, open the embargo? Or are, are they finally going to allow food to get to you guys? Now yeah. that you got rid of Castro, and when you do get rid of Crash Castro, are you going to go back to being the slaves of the lighter-skinned Latins like you were yeah. under the mafia? See, nobody wants to research that part of it. They only want to talk about the surface stuff that they yeah. heard about recently. Uh, two more quick things. Mm -hmm. uh, look, look at the hospital thing. Hey, I'm 20 years in medical. People could have been upgraded those hospitals, but guess what? When you got the Coast Guard in Miami stopping every ship that comes over there, what did Biden just say about the Iranian ships? Don't don't allow them at your ports. See, people don't research that type of stuff because it's about having an opinion. It's not about having 
reference and source and research in what you say. It's it's about having a blind opinion where you go off your feelings, you know, and, and you got to look at it, man. Look, Castro ain't doing nothing to those people. It's not Castro stopping the uh, development of those places. He gets most of his stuff from Russia. But imagine yeah. if he was able to get it from some of these other places. Uh, and, and, you know, people wasn't having these embargoes against them. Uh, the other thing in Haiti, in Haiti, hey, look, what is the history I said to you a long time ago, uh, radical Latino? Black people are constantly used by other people to kill blacks. What happened with the Liberian War? This li- first civil war of Liberia is the same thing that's going on in Haiti. Yeah. Every time you get a leader, you hire a black person from that area who wants a bag of quarters. Because remember, in America, it's about to get the bag. Yeah. And again, I know this stuff sounds strange because people don't research this stuff. But then you hire the person, give them about 17 quarters, and then they go kill somebody. And, you know, yeah. It, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. So I just want us to start researching and get off this emotional, you know, the you know, sometimes I'm so sad when I hear these emotional speeches as if yeah. people never you you can't name one food ship that has that that has made it to Cuba. They've yeah. all been turned away by the USA Coast Guard. Yeah. So um amen. I, I want ahead, I sorry. wanna invite uh this uh white supremacist here, Samantha. What's going on? Hi. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh-huh. That's it? That's all you gotta say? Hi. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway. So Yo, those were, like those, those were, those are, first of all, that, that was, that was, that was not a woman. Uh, th- those were one of these Aryan gods that they like to uh, proclaim. You know what I mean? These are the Aryan gods that they like to uh, talk about um, the superiority of man. You know what I mean? So uh, just, just, just know, like, just, just. It's so funny, like knowing how they live. <laughs> no, I, I would, I would just say, let her, let her, let the, that, that, that was a dude. Of course, so, of course, like, it wasn't no woman. That, yeah, that just shows you what type of maturity these so-called dudes have. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's their maturity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. actually somebody actually dated that dude at some point in time. That all that immaturity bottled up. <laughs> I'm not concerned necessarily about his dating. I'm like, who birthed him? Yeah, that's it. He should be fined. Well, that's no, a, well, a lot of times, a lot of times when they're birthed, they they don't leave mom and they and they start taking on some of the some of that you know urban behavior. See, when they get around warriors, somebody would have punched him in the chest by now. He, he, he it would have been a different experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that's 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 the norm. These white supremacists just come into our spaces to infiltrate or, or keep tabs on us, and then they'll go back into the little white supremacist camp and say, "This is this is what you know." He, I'm here to report, blahzy blahzy blah. You know what I mean? So it's. It's nothing. It's nothing new. Um, before I end it, because I've been doing this for for two hours, I might turn this whole thing into a podcast. I'm not so sure, 
just stay tuned. Um, but I want everybody's final thoughts. Uh, Denise, I want you to go first. Well, my final thoughts, like I said um, before, I don't know if you're going to um, share it, Radical, but um, I wanted to just highlight the fact that, you know, regardless of the past of Kuwa, um, you know, right now they're going through some stuff and it's beyond it's beyond anything else. You know, we're not going to discredit, um, you know, the racial issues that Cubans have gone through. Come on, we had a KK Cubano. We're all aware of that. Now, the problem ahead is what's happening, you know, with the regime right now. And there are people dying in the hallways of hospitals and in their homes because of the C-19. Yeah. So I would say, you know, um, share the information with people you know, your families. Make sure you constantly post and keep alive the hashtag SOS Cuba. They're going to need all the pressure that we can put on our American politicians or people from our own countries. I don't know who else is watching this from outside of the United States. But um, definitely, you know, like I said, this is something that's beyond. It's the first time. You know, we've seen this in at least in our lifetime, you know, where the world is resetting right now, in my opinion. After this pandemic, this is the same as the early 1900s. The world is resetting right now, is rejecting a lot of its old ways in different parts of the of the of the world. But also it's we saw it in the United States, we saw it in Russia, we saw it in China, we saw it in with the Hong Kong situation, we saw it in Colombia, we saw it, you know, in many other different places we're seeing it now in Cuba. Hopefully, like I said before, it's for the best and they can actually get some jiggle room, uh, whether it's the removal of the embargo or if they actually get some, some sort of, you know, push into a different political status. Also with the Haitian uh, situation, I do believe that there's some American interference there. You cannot make me think different unless you have proof of it. Um, but like I said, I hate to say it, but Sondam was right once again. And the losers that did not want to believe him, what do they have to say now? You know. So yeah. basically that's, that's my take. All right, uh, thank you very much. Um, pr promote your channel real quick before you go. Well, for those who do not know, go to Latin Explaining with Denise Gonzalez. And I actually made a whole stream about this whole Cuba situation and how to even help and send help to Cuba. So definitely, you know, go to Latin Explaining with Denise Gonzalez and you'll find the information there. All right. Thank you very much, Denise. You're very much appreciated here. Um, thank you for coming through. Uh, I think she's muted, but all right, cool. Um all right, so uh, Truth, uh, you got two minutes. Uh, give us your final thoughts. Final thoughts is, um, like I said with the first issue, we as people of African descent have enough real histories, real accomplishments, both in the past in Africa, here in the Americas, in the past and in the present, what we're contributing to world civilization, we don't need to make shit up, okay? Um, this whole thing that Rakim um, mentioned, trying to impress white people, listen, 
from my brothers and sisters who are on this trip thinking that if we come up with some kind of impressive history, they're going to treat us different. That's not what it's about, okay? Look at the Mayas, look at the Aztecs, look at the East Indians, look at the Chinese, all right? All these people had impressive, well-documented, well-known civilizations. It didn't stop the Europeans from going in there and colonizing them and destroying their societies, all right? So if it didn't fucking make a difference with them, what the hell makes you think that it's going to make a difference with us? It's not about they did all these things to us because we didn't have a civilization that they were aware of. They were aware of our civilizations. They just wanted our shit. It all boils down to money. They were willing, they wanted money and they were willing to do anything and everything they could to get their hands on it. Period, end of sentence. It's just that simple. Now, let's get down to the business of strengthening ourselves and stop worrying about this mystical, magical, mumbo-jumbo motherfucking bullshit, okay? It doesn't make a difference. Money and power makes a difference. And every now and then, you got to step a foot in their ass. That's what they understand. Period. End of sentence. All right. Thank you very much, Truth. Um, uh, if you, plug your channel if you want. My channel is Truth Teacher Two Thousand and Seven. I will be putting out more regular content. I've already started. Like I try to put something out at least every week. Um, I've got really great resources in my playlist. If you want to look up things, um, African civilization, spirituality, whatever, uh, information to counteract this little stupid bitch, Tila Tequila, or whatever the fuck her name is, about black women can't grow no hair. I got tons of videos of beautiful African-American, West Indian, African continental women with gorgeous, thick, long heads of natural hair, all right? Um, we got uh, enough. We don't also, need to make shit also, up. Also, me and Truth, we're planning on doing something when uh, when the time fits, so look at, definitely look out for that. Truth, thank you very much for coming through, man. You're welcome. All right. Jose, uh, your, your turn. Give me your final thoughts, man. Two minutes. Okay, well, first of all, thank you, Rob Radical, for being extremely gracious for allowing me to be here on this platform. I do value contact just to give an idea how how much I value it. I'm way past my bedtime. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but one of the things that Denise talked about, and it makes a lot of sense, we need to be masters of our own faith. We need to be able to, you know, to have our own businesses, own our own homes, you know, de decide our own destiny. Um, and when everything is said and done, I mean, if we do not make our own destiny, then our destiny is going to be made by some by someone else. And as far as um, what other people try to do to impress others, um, I, my, I, only concern, my only concern. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. My only concern is as long as Jose Negron is happy, 
and God's happy with Jose Negro. <laughs> as long as as long as he's happy, I'm happy. And anyone that does not like my views or my content, you know, you're not obligated to listen to it. There are millions of other channels out there. So again, and of course, I'm going to close the same way I close. Everybody, please be safe out there because there are sick people that want to do us harm and we must minimize our, con our content with the mentally and intellectually challenge or else we were in be infected by their stupidity. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, uh, thank you, Jose. Very well said, very well said. Um, thank you for coming by. All right, peace. All right, um, now, Mr. Research, what's going on, bro? I always appreciate you when you come through, man. Man, appreciate it, man. I just uh, finished working so hard, man. I I, I uh, elevated my situation better. Oof. So, uh, oh, man. That's look. a good thing, bro. That's always a good thing. Look, I, I was just talking with my mother about uh, buying a couple of properties next door to her so mm. she can expand her property and put those properties together. Mm. So, uh, man, it's just... It's just grand hustle. It's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a good look, bro. That's definitely a good look. Shout out yeah. to you, bro. Um, yeah. any final thoughts? I'm I'm paying all of my mother's back debt, so I, I'm I'm gonna drop my mother about ten G's and take care of all of her back debt. That way, uh, whenever God calls her to glory. Then there's no uh nobody nipping at the property and that type of stuff. No no creditors. No no issues. So I'm doing that beforehand. And the only reason I stopped you is that people got to listen, especially black folks. Do stuff beforehand. Don't mm. don't don't be reactive. But go ahead, sir. Yeah yeah no problem. Uh you got two minutes to give me your final thoughts. And, All right. Uh, uh, go right ahead. All right, I did 30 minutes of it, so let me do a minute and a half. So it comes down to this, you guys. Uh, let's start researching. So let's give me give, give you some research. Under Obama's last two years, Cuba didn't have a problem because the Cuba and Tampa, Florida ports were rocking and rolling. Go back and research. So what happened? Well, if you look at Albert A. Fox Jr., Go look that up. Albert A. Fox Jr. He is president of the Tampa Bay Alliance for Cuba Policy Foundation. He'll tell you Trump rolled back all of that Cuba stuff. That's why the people started starving again. That's why the people started going through all these issues again was because those policies that Obama did in the last two years for Cuba start rolling back. So, again, for people to come up and say Castro or the regime is lazy research. You got to go research and you start here with Albert A. Fox Jr. He says Biden to this day has not put those Obama things back in place. And why is that? Now the people are rioting now. That, but they wasn't doing that when Obama opened the ports and Tampa was rocking and rolling with that Cuban connection. So let's keep that clear. The other thing about Haiti is simply this. Black people, we can blame white folks all day long. Black people are starting to be the enemy of black people. Let me say it again, because Radical didn't say this, this, this research saying this. Black people want to crack jokes. We want to 
label people. We want to call people names. You got to start out thinking people. Everything ain't about physical or getting a gun or, or, or killing your leader. You voted that guy in. You could have picked Wyclef John years ago, but you didn't want Wyclef John to, uh, uh, in, uh, when you guys voted. You wanted that guy. So his term was almost up. There was no reason to even kill him. So this is the type of thing that black males got to start being honest about. You talk about dating and you talk about vagina, but you're not intellectually talking about power moves. Thank you, Radical, for your time, sir. Thank you very much, Mr. Research. And uh, plug your channel before you go. Man, forget my channel. It's all about Radical's channel. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Donate, donate 99 cents. Four ninety nine, the Radicals channel right now because you guys know you've been getting good information the whole time, even facts, before I got facts, up here. Facts, Peace. facts. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Pioneer. He says, a Radical Latino, great show, bro. I really appreciate your insight. Keep up the great work you're doing for humanity. Shout out to you. Thank you for the $5 donation. You are very much appreciated. Um, if you guys want to donate... Remember my cash app, you could donate here. My cash app is radical, dollar sign radical Latino, dollar sign radical Latino in cash app. If you guys want to donate, all donates will definitely go into the show and, and all that. So for the final thoughts, uh, Sundown, uh, thank you very much for giving us um, your, your, your uh, opinion on some of the insight that you believe might be going on. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it like I don't that. believe it. I know it. Like <laughs> okay, listen. okay, all right. Uh, but listen. but give us give us your 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 final thoughts. I'm actually gonna give you. I'm gonna give you four minutes because I know you got a lot to get off um, because of your your insight. But go right ahead. Give us your final thoughts, and I know uh, you want to talk a little bit more about what you said previously. Go ahead. Uh so like I, I do want to give a shout out to Mr. Research because what he said is 100 percent true. If you research, like, look, I saw this shit four months ago, five months ago, when people were recording my voice and putting my voice on their screens and clowning me saying I didn't know what I was talking about. Like, I, I saw this coming months ago. So at the end of the day, just research that shit. It's, it's, it's not as hidden as you might think. But like I was saying, uh, so I found the, the group. I'll put it in the private chat for you. You can look it up yourself. Like most of the time, I'll say I'll say not most of the time. Like ninety-five percent of the time, I come on here and I talk. Like that shit is you can take that to the bank because it's fact. So for people to still doubt me, that's cool. But um, I do hope. Like, I really hope from the, from the bottom of my heart that this is a turning point for Haiti for the good. I hope something good comes out of it. I hope that whoever gets put in that place has, like, the interest of the country as a whole at the forefront. And they can start to build some infrastructure for Haiti so that Haiti can start to, you know, sustain itself. It has a lot of potential. I really just hope that this is a turnaround for Haiti. Like I said before, I'll say it again. I, I hope that the U.S. doesn't get involved in Haiti and try to, you know, make Haiti a U.S. territory. Because if they do, 
then all of the uh, Caribbean is going to feel the effects of having us right there. So um, that's all. I just don't want to. I'll talk to you more. I just don't want to talk. Gotcha. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Uh, Sundown, thank you very much for coming in and giving us your your insight. You're very much appreciated, and um, thank you for coming to the show. All right. I think, all right. I, I, I guess, all right, cool. Sundown, good guys. Thank. All right. All right, my people. Um, I hope you guys appreciate it. Thank you very much for um the pi- for the pioneer for donating. Uh, thank you very much for everybody that listened. I want to give a huge shout out to the chat. I want to give a huge shout out to everybody listening right now. I want to give a huge shout out to all my new subscribers, all the current subscribers, and everybody listening to the playback. And I believe I am going to make this a podcast episode. So here you go. You know what I'm saying? Here you go. Um. A huge shout out to everybody that hit uh, hit me up privately and everybody that joined the panel. If you guys want to reach me at a personal level, hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Radical underscore Latino underscore. I'm definitely going to write back. I don't leave stuff, you know what I'm saying, on red and all that. I'm not like these little shorties out here. You feel me? I'll, I'll definitely, I definitely write back. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, if you want to donate to your boy, go to Cash App, Dollar Sign, Radical Latino, or hit up my website at RadicalLatino.com, and you'll definitely see there's a donate button to donate. And I'm going to leave y'all like I always, always do with one, of, two of my favorite quotes. I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees, and... If black and brown unity does not happen in my lifetime, I might not change the world, but I might inspire the mind that will. With that being said, I'm going to catch y'all later. Peace.